Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Miller is back with reaction from this week's game. Only on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seat Studios, it's Hawkeye Sundays. Post-game reaction from Iowa's 2013 victory over Iowa State. I am John Miller. This is Iowa Everywhere. Uh, Quick thoughts, and these may be a little scattershot. I don't know if there's a a right order to go in, but I sat down uh, yesterday afternoon um, after the game and and jotted down a few notes and just wanted to have some clear thoughts as we talked about this today. Um, I'm going to start with the quarterback play for Iowa, the intangibles from Cade McNamara. Now, he was just 12 of 22. And in this game, maybe more so than even last week, I think underscored just how much rust McNamara still has in his game. You know, missing those two weeks of uh, fall camp because of the injury following kids day, he was pretty, um, you know, pretty limited from that point on. And we saw some rust last week and we saw more rust this week. But I also feel that this week, I, I feel more optimistic about Iowa's ability to be consistently competent. Boy, what a number of caveats that was. On offense, this week, feel better about that than I did after the week one game. First of all, Iowa was going up against a very good Iowa State defense. Iowa State's defense, even though they lost a number of people, a number of key players from last year's team, they are still salty. They run their scheme really well. And um, yes, Iowa still only put up, you know, one, was it one touchdown, two field goals, uh, 13 points. And the defense scored seven. Yeah, I get it. And I'm not crowning Iowa by any stretch of the imagination. But Cade McNamara continues to impress the heck out of me. And 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 maybe it's because of how inconsistent and sometimes bad Iowa's play at quarterback has been in recent years. But his his footwork may is the best I've seen from an Iowa quarterback maybe of the Ference era um, his setup his vision going through his progressions it's been a long time since an Iowa quarterback has had all of those things or has looked like the prototypical I'm going to you know go on Amazon and order a textbook quarterback and you've gotten it Drew Tate wasn't that. 
Ricky Stanzi wasn't that. C.J. Beathard wasn't that. I mean, if he could do something with his legs, I mean, he 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 might be the best overall um, that I've seen in Iowa for quite some time. At any rate, I mean, even without the legs, he he just does these things that you teach quarterbacks to do, and it's so natural for him. And I realize many of you are like, John, did we watch the same football game? He was only 12 of 22 for 123 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. He missed two for sure, maybe three touchdown passes. One of them would have been over uh, a 90-yard touchdown pass. Anderson would still be running. And and Deontay Vines, he missed a, a big one with Deontay. He, he missed a number of passes. But his misses, to me, they weren't, they weren't horrible mechanics per se. It's a guy who's rusty and who's going to get better. Kirk Ferentz saying before the game that McNamara was – in a better place uh, health-wise than he was a week ago at this time. And it didn't look like he um, was limping really at any point in time. Maybe some of the media that was there and watching from the press box could, would say otherwise, and I'm certainly open to that. You can't see everything on television. But at any rate, um, McNamara, I was, I'm impressed by where I think Iowa's offense can get to with McNamara under center. And again, I, I threw out a billion caveats. I still question whether or not Iowa, Iowa's offense can be average this year. I am taking the under if they still offered odds on Brian Ferentz's drive for 325, which I think is kind of... I understand why it was a story, and I talked about it too. I, I think in the end, if Iowa wins 10 football games, it's going to be moot. It's not a contract. It's not that Brian Ferentz is fired if that doesn't happen, probably just as a reevaluation of his contract. And if they go ten, if they win ten games, I think it's I think it's going to be moot. Um, but I am on record, having been on record several months ago, believing that this will be Kirk Ferentz's final season as Iowa's head coach, and I have not changed myself um, from that opinion. Um, moving on, uh, Iowa did not go into turtle mode to start the second half. Um, it was really a lack of execution from Cade McNamara that that kept the lid on more points for Iowa. And, you know, those long throws that we just talked about missing. And, and that stuff was encouraging to me, and I recognize it's encouraging to me. It's some kind of sick form of Stockholm Syndrome. That incompletions that are close, that have decent setups, good blocking, get me excited because that, that's what goes for completions around Hawkeye Nations at sometimes. Um, I, I, get that, I get that that's a sickness. I get, I'm, I get that I'm messed up. But it is what it is, and I feel that Iowa is going to hit on those plays as the season progresses. They're going to need to hit on a couple of those against Penn State. If this was at Penn State and Iowa had those chances and misfired, they lose probably by 21 points. Really impressed with what Penn State's doing. Matter of fact, Penn State to me, if, if I was doing, uh, if I was still writing the power rankings, I would have Penn State one, Michigan two, Ohio State three, and maybe Iowa four. But man, it's like nobody's number four with a bullet right now. Um, at any rate, uh, offensive line, another good week of pass protection. 
Cade McNamara had a lot of clean pockets, even though Iowa only had 22 dropbacks, 29 rushes, 51 total plays to Iowa State's 75. The uh, the pass protection was really, really good for a second week in a row, and this week against a much better defense. So that's something you can build on. In the running game, Iowa averaged 3.9 yards per carry. Um, not horrible. And yes, Patterson had a 59-yard run. So out of Iowa's 112 yards, you know, over half of them came on one run. But that happens for other teams too. Um, but the but focusing on blocking for a second. Um, somebody on Twitter was it uh, Andrew Weesey? We we I was posting about you know feeling good about uh, some of the things I saw in Iowa's run fronts. And we see pointed out wondering if if we're seeing less outside zone because I, t- I talked about my my uh, happiness at seeing more hat on hat blocking, whether it's gap, whether it's inside zone, split zone trap. And we see wondered if I we are seeing less outside zone because the natural counter off of that outside zone action is bootleg action, which Kirk Ferentz said last week that Cade McNamara is probably not going to be doing uh, bootlegs along with quarterback sneaks. And and I was wondering if he was being coy. Well, there were several instances to use the quarterback sneak. Iowa did not, so I don't think he's being coy. And we didn't really see Iowa do a true boot very often. We did see a couple of moving pockets, which I'm like, why even do that? So, you know, you're seeing more gap. You're seeing more counter. You're seeing more split zone, inside zone. And the more natural um, counters to those are play action. You're more drop back play action. Which Cade can do, and we've saw that's mostly what we saw. Um, you know, he had like a thirty-some, what was it, thirty-five-yard pass to Lachey, and it was a couple of plays before that. I was sitting there watching the game in Kansas City with Billy Love. Those of you know who know Billy Love, know him. Those of you who don't, I'm sorry that you don't. But uh, I just said, hey, Billy Love, play. He's coming, setting up play action. Bam! Next play, there it is. And it's great to see that hat on hat blocking. Less outside zone, more hat on hat. I think it's better. And if it took Cade McNamara's uh, quad to get Iowa to do more of this and less of the outside zone, then okay. Thank you for the sacrifice, Cade's quad. Put it on a T-shirt. Um, run blocking, you know, because on on the on the bootleg on the bootleg counters that we talked about to the outside zone, Iowa want, often runs three level boot where you know the bootleg action from the quarterback you have the the fullback typically or the h back is your underneath route about five yards deep in the pattern then you have a tight end dragging across the uh the middle the the middle the middle level it's it's three it's three horizontal routes that are running almost parallel to one another and the quarterback is to pick which level he wants. Well, all too often, everyone in the world knows I was going to do this. So it's typically rarely the, the, it's rarely the deepest level. Different route trees on um, play action, drop back play action. There are more vertical routes on on uh, drop back play action and we're seeing i would take more vertical chances and the coaches have more trust with Cade mcnamara than they've probably had with anybody since well at least nate stanley um but, but certainly cjb so iowa's run blocking uh continues to remain below the standard and by the standard 
I'm talking the Iowa standard. And when I say Iowa standard for run blocking, uh, believe me, I am not over inflating Iowa's place as a run blocking team. Iowa, in the in the past 15, 20, 15 years for sure, they've not been a good – not, they've not been a great running team. They run to do other things. And they and other programs stack the box. And Iowa's, Iowa's system invites that. It is what it is. But – I'm talking about just their own standard, and they're still below that standard. Hopefully, they can continue to make moves forward there. If the run blocking doesn't approach average, then Jazz Patterson may may earn more time because I think he can do some things that maybe Caleb Johnson can't do. Uh, Patterson can can get that ball and hit that hole quicker north-south. or at least he's shown a, a knack to get skinny, little shimmy to his game, tough, good in pass protection. Um, that was good to see. Jazz uh, had a big play, had a big block, scored a touchdown, did some really nice things out there. Um, at tight end, it, it may not be uh, Hawk and Fant yet, but uh, let's wait and see because All and uh, Lachey, I think, make up a really – Really good duo. Can't imagine there's a better tight end room in all of college football um, this year. Defensive line, um, I would say consistent. Not flashy, uh, but start to finish consistent. Uh, They came up big when needed. There was just enough pressure, um, enough harassment uh, of Rocco Beck, Iowa State's uh, young quarterback, to to put him off his game. Um, In the back seven, I would say, in a word, disciplined. I think they were very disciplined. Um, Iowa State, it was clear Iowa State came into a, a low-risk, low-reward game plan, feeling confident in their defense, feeling that this was going to be a score that would be representative and or typical of Iowa-Iowa State games in the past, and that's what they got. Um, and, and their game plan, Iowa State's game plan, was to attack the areas where Iowa's uh, zone defense can be had, which are the low-risk, lower-reward areas uh, in the flat. Um, you know, you're usually not stretching things much beyond 15 yards. Iowa took Iowa had nearly twice as many pass attempts, 15 yards or longer than Iowa State. Iowa had nine. Iowa State had just five. Um, and I don't know how many times in this in this series you can say that. It's typically reversed. Iowa had nine attempts of 15 yards or longer, and I'm not asking you to start building a statue, but Iowa State had just five. So the vast majority of Beck's passes were in the flat, short to medium gainers. And this is by design. They, they, they didn't want him to spend much time throwing over the middle because there'd be dragons in the middle bay. And they didn't do that. Beck, 44 attempts, 44 attempts. Um, I, I, it seemed like Beck, I don't know if he, I don't know if he got rattled per se. Um, I, I just think the problem with that approach is that Iowa State got down three, three scores. They were down three scores in the second quarter. They closed it to 14. I, I was talking to some friends and, and Billy Love again and, and felt like if Iowa's up three scores at halftime, Iowa State's done. They, they really need to get points on the board, and they did get that three. But then it, to start the fourth quarter, Iowa State, again, down 17. And there's not – and they still had a chance to tie it. But, you know, what it is is that Iowa State needed chunks – but they took the dunks. 
and again, by design, they still had a chance to tie in their final possession with plenty of time left. But Iowa's defense puts constant pressure on the opponent. And the majority of possessions in a game, Iowa's defense, they're going to do what they do best more consistently than the offense is capable of doing what they do best. Iowa's defense is going to win those battles. There are typically for Iowa opponents four to six drives a game, now barring turnovers or block punts on your own side of the field, where the opponent can even sniff a scoring drive. There's maybe four or six of those. And out of those, Iowa doesn't allow a high degree of touchdown conversions. There's more field goal attempts than there are TD conversions, and then you have to make those field goals. So again, Iowa's defense is typically only going to give you four to six realistic scoring drive opportunities a game. And if you're not converting touchdowns on those, then you're going to be in trouble. And that's what we saw with the approach. Iowa's defense, yes, there are soft aspects that can be picked apart surgically and patiently the way that Beck did a couple of times in this game. But again, the problem is tick, 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 tick. You run out of time. You run out of time. And most teams get impatient. They get impatient. And I talked about this, uh, I think, with Chris last week, talking about that story with Norm Parker, the dinner that I had with him, and him saying that he, you know what, these these college quarterbacks, he didn't believe 85% of them are patient enough to take what Iowa's defense will give you. And Iowa State was patient, but then there was that one mistake, that one mistake and that mistake was a pick six and it was a bad mistake but on the whole i thought beck was pretty cool that didn't blow him out he didn't start puking all over himself at that point in time but it's just that constant pressure that iowa puts on you like the python or the anaconda with some type of constricting snake that we all use these analogies when you're wrapped up in one of those allegedly Anytime you make a move, that's when the snake finds a little bit more ability to wrap that grasp around you tighter, extending and enhancing their ability to suffocate you. And that's really what Iowa's defense does. Um, It just felt like Iowa State had training wheels on Beck, and that's okay. 44 attempts, 23 completions, um, and 18 of his attempts were five yards or less. 4.6 yards per passing attempt, which is worse than Iowa's horrible 5.6 per pass attempt. Both of those numbers are rarely winning numbers unless you are packing an elite, elite defense. Below five is just r- really poor. Um, and that certainly won't get it done when paired with just 2.8 yards per carry for Iowa State, whose longest uh, run of the day was 11 yards. Longest play of the day was the 16-yard touchdown that Iowa State scored on their penultimate drive, which was a heck of a play. Good throw, good catch to a, a tall receiver, um, and he made a play. That was the biggest play of the day for Iowa State in both yards and, and magnitude. All in all in this game, um, I'd give Iowa's uh, defense an A. Uh, the offense, I'd give a C+. Plus. Um, Iowa ran just 51 plays in the day, had just nine first downs, and you know, as Iowa State statistician extraordinaire Brent Bloom pointed out, that uh, Iowa State uh, typically wins those games where they hold their opponents to nine first downs or less. Um, I would did it to him a couple times once and back in the 70s too. 
But I digress there. Um, and, and if you look totally and or if you looked just at the stat sheet alone, there there's enough on there that is in Iowa State's favor that Iowa State did better than Iowa that you might say, well, man, Iowa State probably won that in a, in a squeaker. You know, both teams had a turnover. Well, Iowa scored a touchdown off of uh, a pick six off of their turnover. It was it was instant points. Um, but once again, it was just Iowa's defense. Keep it close. Iowa's defense, and that's all she wrote. And 20 points is not going to help uh, the uh, Brian Ferentz meter. But, hey, Iowa winning games, that's ultimately what this is going to be about for Brian Ferentz. I think Western Michigan, who I think what was it, 48-7, they got boat raced against Syracuse this week. Um, I think this game comes at a really, really good time, a good opportunity to continue to work some of that rust off with Cade McNamara and the, uh, the, the receiving targets that he's throwing to. I just feel optimistic that this offense is going to be able to put some things together through the air and start hitting on some of these bigger plays. Like, I don't know, most every other college football program we all turn in and watch every week does on a regular basis. Um, so, again, I, I'm not sitting here saying I was turning into a juggernaut. I just want to see them, you know, at least have the Joneses within viewed where you don't have to look up where everybody else is on radar because they're beyond the curve of the horizon so far ahead of you. Uh, hopefully Iowa is building towards that level of competence. All right, that'll do it for this installment of the post-game reaction. Here on the Iowa Everywhere Network should be uh, a lot of uh, good to great to excellent content on the network this week, breaking down this game and looking ahead to uh, Iowa and Iowa State's next opponents. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, we now welcome on from Channel Seeds, Chad Winterbor, representing the Iowa Hawkeyes today on Hawkeye Sundays, presented by Keller Manufacturing from the Channel Seeds Studios. Chad, how did you feel about the game yesterday? Well, I think just starting off just being there, the atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, it was a typical Iowa-Iowa State game. Um, going into it, I really thought, the defenses were going to be the strength. And I, and I think that's what played out for the most part. Um, in my opinion, the most important play of the game, some people might argue with me, but I think that blocked field goal to start the game, just set the tone. I know in the stands, you could just hear it. People were like, here we go again. Um, special teams make a difference in this game almost every year. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I kind of consider that a turnover. Um, Iowa State didn't get anything out of it, and then Iowa marches right down and gets a field goal. So I thought that was huge. Clearly the pick six was was a huge difference in the game also. Those two plays uh, felt like really made a huge difference because when you look at the stats, if you didn't know the score of the game, you didn't know the outcome, you could potentially make a case that Iowa State won that game. But um, Iowa just did a phenomenal job of coming up big in a couple different spots, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, what stood out for you from Iowa? You know, one thing I thought was that the offensive line, I think, did just a good enough job that on first downs, Iowa seemed to get five yards, six yards a lot of times on first down, which put them in a good position for second and third down, uh, whereas it looked like Iowa State kind of got behind a little bit when it came to that. Uh, they had some longer third down attempts, but that kind of stuck out to me that I thought, the offensive line did a good job. I mean, McNamara's stats weren't eye-popping, but 
he just appeared to have a good control of the offense and then did just enough to, to be able to move the ball. Uh, looking ahead to next week, how do you feel about Iowa after their big win? Well, I mean, I think Iowa's going to be fine uh, in this next game. I think the big question marks are going to come uh, when they have to play Penn State. But um, I think Iowa's just going to continue to get better and better. We know that defense is, is phenomenal. Uh, the special teams is going to be great. And so I think it's just a matter of can the offensive line continue to get better? Does McNamara's health get better? I thought it was also big that Iowa State didn't get as much pressure on McNamara as they probably needed to. And he did a good job of getting rid of the ball in, in a timely manner so they couldn't get to him a lot. Um, but I think I think Iowa's going to be fine this next game. The real worry is going to be um, at Penn State. Any last thoughts on Iowa? No, I just thought that it was a typical Iowa, Iowa State game. It was exactly what I thought in terms of low scoring. Um, defense was the name of the game. So no real big surprises. And, and I think, like I said, they'll be fine. Um, I Just on another note, I just want to remind everybody, harvest season is getting started now. So um, it can be a very dangerous time of the year. I know for some people it can get frustrating if combines are going down the road and you got to wait behind them. But um, please, everyone be safe. Uh, we don't want any injuries and, and, and even worse. So uh, just take your time, take a deep breath and, uh, just be thankful for what the farmers are doing right now this time of year for all of us. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Chad. This has been Thank Hawkeye you, Sunday Davis. presented by Kellerman Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studio. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.